Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about four high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name's Riley Wesson, I'm this campaign's dungeon master, and I'm joined by my friends, my players, and my party goers. What's up, guys? I'm never going to another party ever again. Don't hate the play, I hate the game. Me, 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 me. Air horn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Daniel that. really liked that joke. I like the way the Brandon did it. It was nice. <laughs> well, hello. My name's Brandon Lindsay. I play Cecil McNamara. And uh, our, our question for today, is there any particular weapon or item or this sort of mythical object that your character longs to find in this world Ooh, interesting oh man guys i'm um, so overwhelmed i don't know anything about how this works you already it, have your net just, so you yeah. don't need to worry about it yeah cecil started out with with his replica wand that he got at uh the wizarding world of harry potter and in the time that he's come to understand magic he's like you know in that world, there was an ultra-powerful dope-ass wand. He's looking for, is it called the Elder Wand? Yeah. Basically, yeah. of this world? Basically, he's looking for an Elder Wand of, of sorts. Is this just an excuse for you guys to tell me what weapons you want to get? Eventually? <laughs> 100% That's exactly is, what this is, Riley. Well, That's sure. why Brandon picked it. What are the categories of things? Like weapon? Well, who are magic, you? It's just item. It's any item. You just gotta, there's so many, guys, listen, I, Danielle Grisco, don't know enough about Dungeons and Dragons to feel comfortable answering this Dungeons question. It doesn't have to be Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, it listen, could guys, be. guys, hey, I'm overwhelmed. All right, my, uh, my, I'm, I'm Danielle Grisco, and my character <laughs> is uh, Brian Tolkien for the sake of this podcast, and um, Brian prefers to deal with things as they are handed to him rather than uh, trying to figure out what could be because uh, setting expectations in life is just setting yourself up for disappointment. Wow, he's really fun at parties. We've already established that. Well, he's also yeah. very unconscious at parties. <laughs> yeah, he's he doesn't exist at a party. He's on the ground, apparently. Oh my God. Very good. Very good. Uh, hello. My name is Jackson Pounds, and I play James Malden. <laughs> Why are you always? I, just, I love this energy. Every this time. Is such Every like... time. I guess if we're James, James were to find uh, an object, I think he'd want a bow. I think because it would help protect his friends. Lord knows they need it. Um, so it would be the bow of the Galadrim, which is Legolas's bow in Lord of the Rings. Ooh. Uh, so I'd probably do that. That's Very dope cool. as hell. Heck yes. Hi, my name is Andy Deinhart, and I'm the voice of Victoria Hightower. Uh, she already has her her pistol and her shotgun. Obviously, she's fixing up her shotgun. Those were two things that were definitely both like player and character were like, ah, yeah, I want that. But <laughs> the thing that Victoria wants the most to find, actually, in this world is uh, she's looking for her dad. Not an item. <laughs> Not an item. Definitely Not an item, a person. But <laughs> I don't think she cares too much about items now that she's got friends and protection of sorts um, and experiences. But yeah, she's she's curious. Would that be a wondrous item or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my name is Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's dungeon master. Um, and if I could have anything, I'm going to go with the basic answer. I'd probably say a bag of holding. 
That shit's dope. Yeah. Imagine having a bag of holding in real life. Just I know. It'd be so handy. And if I get two of them, I could just open a gate to the astral plane. So Would you really want to go there if that was like a thing? Would you, Riley, I mean, really want to go there? Eh, who knows? If I'm getting chased by someone, I could just kind of it's a quick getaway. Get just like <laughs> How do you get back? <laughs> that's that's future Riley's problem. <laughs> Last session on D-Hall and Dragons, the students were tasked with sneaking into and putting a stop to the Hideaway's underground rave on behalf of Ren and the Runaways, as they would need their numbers and equipment to put a stop to the powers that be in Boomerfield. Once they made it into the party, Victoria scoped the place out while Cecil and James posted up next to the refreshments, and Brian immediately started dancing next to a 30-year-old in the middle of the rave. However, things turned violent as the party became a mosh pit and Brian took a shitload of damage, passing out in the middle of the crowd. Victoria quickly healed him and James shot an arrow with his ring of diamond defense attached, which Brian managed to catch and slip on his finger, rendering him immobile for the remainder of the fight. Eventually, through a combination of shatter spells, arrows, and a whole lot of horse hooves, the students, minus Brian, managed to destroy the turntable without getting killed by the rave, shutting down the music and the vibe of the whole party, after which Ren and Ratness promptly burst in to take advantage of the immobilized hideaways. And that's where we are now. Yeah. So you guys are standing amidst the rubble and aftermath of this rave, People passed out on the ground, some people trying to slink away, and Cecil and Victoria pretty close to the broken down DJ stand, and Brian and James probably about in the middle of the room. Ren and Ratness are flanking Victoria and Cecil on either side of the DJ stand, and this gnome with a buzz cut and half highlights uh, and a, a tattoo on his left shoulder is on the ground looking up at all of you. What the fuck was... What happened? Why is there a horse in the party? Good lord! I... Come out of horse form. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh And I oh. Just, just put my middle finger in his face. Hey, hey! Oh god. Listen, bud, you nearly killed my friend over there. What What are you talking about? I'm just having a bite. Your music? What? Yeah? You know that saying, a little party never killed nobody? Mm, yeah... This, well, granted, this was a big party, so if it were a little party, maybe it wouldn't have killed anyone. So actually, <laughs> like, you so know what? You know what? Never mind. I, never mind. I, I, don't forget me. We're just having a party, and you you just run in and, yeah, and ruin it? You went a little a little too far with everything. Can never go too far with a party, all right? Mm, no, mm. you definitely can go too far. Like, I've been to plenty that have gone way too far. Yeah, me too. Brian's in the middle of the floor and he just goes, oh, guys, I don't feel good. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, oh. Victoria runs over and casts Cure Wound, second level. And I'm probably gushing blood right now, too, because I have four hit points. So I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> heal myself, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cast that on myself as well. Absolutely bloody. Just everyone kind of forms a, just a big circle. <laughs> Make and a fucking kind of heal each other. Not so great. <laughs> just come together. So after you've all kind of healed up, Brian and James join you guys up on the stand and Ren looks at the four of you and says, well, all of you, I can see that you've met Todd. Todd? Your name is Todd? Dude. Yeah, my name's Todd. What is that? What and is that supposed DJ? to mean? Yeah. Come on. We, we need to workshop something way better for you. Workshop? What, what are you talking about? Todd? Yeah, it's not very marketable, bud. 
Not really. You need a stage name. He's got the look. You've got the look. Yeah, the yeah. personality kind of sucks. A little bit abrasive. Mm. Well, have any of you had a party run for five years straight? Well, not personally. <laughs> That's what I thought. That sounds like mm-hmm. hell. It feels like you're setting yourself up for failure here, though. Well, uh, look, look, look. My party skills and DJ skills aside, which are very high, I'll let you know. Okay, Todd. What are any of you doing here? Why have you Why have you crashed my party? Do 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 do, and she just points at Ren and Katniss, or Ratness. <laughs> God Almighty! How dare you? Ratness. We're gonna get we're, we're gonna get copywritten. We're gonna get struck down. <laughs> Ren steps forward and says, "Well, Todd, I know it has been quite a while after we split for um." personal disagreements and uh, how we believe things should be run but we need your help as much as it pains me to say you and the hideaways have a much better fighting force and much better equipment than we do as the runaways we need your help to put a stop to this evil that's going on in Boomerfield listen I told you before and I'll tell you again I don't want to deal with that I just want to stay down here just want to party I couldn't give a shit about what's going on up above, all right? It's not my problem. Imagine the real estate that would open up if you helped. You could throw the biggest party in this entire realm, get people from all of the other cities. Listen, we've got connections in Spiteful Field, Bummer Field, Newcomers Field. We've got so many connections. Some really cool people, too, that would... Make your party pretty exclusive. Mm. I don't know. Just saying, the real estate upstairs is a lot better than down here. You'll get the word out a lot better. People will come from all over. We can do a whole rebranding sort of thing. You know, like yeah. Quit okay, while you're so ahead. Quit. It's great. Think about it. <laughs> Victoria, roll me a persuasion check with advantage. Yeah. Oh come on, come on, come on. Oh god, that sucks. Fourteen. His fingers are kind of steepled and he's listening to you. But, and then he goes, but here's the thing. I've got free reign of the entire underground here. I mean, what's cooler than an underground party? We just ruined it. Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. It's over. Oh, it will exist again. I assure you. No, no, like you're right. The underground part is awesome, but it could be more like a speakeasy. What the fuck's a speakeasy? You've never been to a speakeasy? Fuck no. Okay, listen, listen, listen. Hear me out. If you get the real estate upstairs, you throw the main party up there, but then the better ones downstairs. You can capitalize on this shit. The speakeasy basically is like there's a hidden entrance to a secret party. You throw the big one upstairs and the more special one downstairs. Speakeasy. Uh, Roll me another persuasion check at disadvantage. Ah! Twenty-two. Wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. Shit. You see, you see his eyes kind of start to light up. Well, I do like the idea of a secret party below the regular party. I might be able to get on board with this. What are we going to do about the issue upstairs? They're not going to take this lying down. You know? Why not? They're all pretty old. They could take a nap. Do you, have you seen those magical armor things? Oh, fair point. Do we know how they're controlled? 
I mean, obviously magic, but <laughs> um, Ratness pipes up. Well, here's the thing. We've been doing some reconnaissance on this for the past few months. What we think is there's a tower in the middle of the city. We believe that that tower houses some kind of mechanism that controls all of the magical armors throughout the city. We think if we can get in there and turn that thing off, all of their forces should be done for. It's just a matter of getting in, because we're pretty certain that whatever is in there, it is probably pretty heavily guarded. Do we know who would have access to such a building? Well, the old farts. I mean, yes, but I'm sure not all of them are allowed in. Probably a pretty upper class in the inner circle of the the mayor of the city. Do you have a picture, by chance, of the mayor? Uh, not on me, no. Would there maybe be a poster of him anywhere, like, upstairs in town? Uh, probably, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Cecil? Can't you disguise yourself as well? I can, but you could look like the mayor, I could look like somebody else. We could possibly get it. Or vice versa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could could look like Brian. Great. We're going to keep that in our back pocket, Brian. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. (laughs) Um, I can turn someone invisible. Yeah. Uh, Do the people upstairs, do the the boomers, essentially, do any of them have younger, like, kids and or young adults as, like, servants of sorts? Oh, yes. Okay. For sure. So, okay. So, if you turn one invisible and we can't disguise the other, that's literally just like the mirror's like servant. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I already put on an apron upstairs and they found me pretty easily. But, sure. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Does, is that like that? Does I, And I just kind of like look at Ratness and I'm like, is it is it like that all the time where like if I put on any apron, they're going to know they like have a registrant system of who is and who isn't oh, kind of thing? Yeah. Like, is that normal? Yes. And, Ren chips in. Uh, I think you discovered this when you first met them. They can see through invisibility. They can? That's right. They have magical sight. Oh, shit. So they can see through, like, disguising self as well? Yes. Here's <gasps> the thing. We <gasps> we know that the tower itself outside isn't guarded. We think probably inside, whatever mechanism it is, that will probably be guarded. We do know- Where's the 30-year-old? Huh? What? Uh, the 30 year old guy pokes up his head huh did some yeah. what what's, what's going your, on what's your name me yeah oh i'm 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 jim jim hi hey how's it going good oh hey cabbage patch dude hey you uh you doing okay <laughs> you looked like uh you looked like you got kind of caught up in that mosh pit oh man brian doesn't notice at first because he's um googling the symptoms of a concussion on his phone <laughs> uh okay well roll me a d20 17 okay i know sports medicine brian i can yeah okay <laughs> yeah jim comes over uh yeah what's uh what's what's up well he's the oldest here so that's at least potential guys of sorts um i could also potentially just turn myself into a animal that can sure but that's still gonna be difficult to see oh this sounds like a good beginning to some semblance of a plan. How about if we head back to the camp tonight, start to rest up. Todd, you can start to bring the hideaways and start to sort of um, move in with us so that we can stay close together. 
Todd kind of cracks his neck and, yeah, yeah, I guess we can do that. Ren nods her head. Well, um, I think then we should probably get back and get rested up and uh, prepare over the next couple of days. Come up with some sort of plan. Sounds good to everybody. I could I could use I could use some rest. That would be great. Yeah. All right. Ren looks around and gives a nod uh, and starts to make her way back to the runaways camp. Uh, and you guys follow as well. And over the next couple of days, uh, probably three days or so, um, the hideaways sort of start to merge in with the runaways camp. Nice. Um, and it's kind of melded into one big faction. Todd is constantly talking to all the hideaways, uh, explaining to them what exactly a speakeasy is. <laughs> a lot of them aren't totally on board at first, but like after a little bit, they're like, yeah, yeah, speakeasy. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> and so if there's anything in particular you guys would like to do over the next couple of days, uh, you're welcome to. Yeah, I would like to work on my shotgun. Okay. Give me three tinkering checks. Uh, a six, an 18, and a nine. Okay, uh, you uh, you pass one tinkering check. Okay, so now I have four out of seven. Is there anything the rest of you you would like to do? Brian um, would like to look for some Pedialyte or something <laughs> with electrolytes and joy in it. Okay, okay, yeah. The night you get back, you pass by Jim, who's uh, chugging down some sort of colored liquid drink, um, and he finishes a bottle. And he, oh, hey, uh, what's going on? Uh, not much, man. I, um, what are you, what are you drinking? This? Oh, it's, uh, it's lightning in a bottle. Oh. It's a brand name. Oh, it's called lightning in a bottle. Well, my man. Um, I mean, like, what is in it? Is it like, it's not like alcohol. It's not like. Oh, no, no, man. It's it's my recovery drink. Oh, yeah, my, yeah, man. Um, could I have some of that? Hell Yeah. Uh, he tosses you another bottle of lightning in a bottle. Nice. Okay, I, I drink half of it, and uh, then I put the other half in my backpack. Okay, yeah. Uh, Brian, you drink it, and you feel like this buzz go through your body. You feel really hyper-aware and hyper-focused for like 30 seconds or so, and then it kind of wears off, and you're like, huh, and you're, you're like a little bit tired after drinking it, but your head's pretty clear now. That was amazing dude right right thank you that was hell yeah i feel i feel great i i mean i could use definitely a nap but i feel great yeah man get some sleep get some sleep you gotta you gotta sleep after a party yeah man um i yeah i'll never do that again so uh but i appreciate you um sharing that and now i'm gonna i'm gonna go take a nap all right uh he watches brian just like lay down in front of him uh (laughs) (laughs) i'm taking a nap I'm going to take a nap right here. Jim just kind of nods and walks off. I'm cuddling my backpack. Oh, wait. Is this just in the middle of the open? Yeah, 100%. Oh, um, Victoria's going to be like, Brian. What? Brian, we have beds. Come on. Oh, right. Let's go to bed. Come on. Sorry. Yeah. And she just kind of like does the thing where she walks behind him, but like with her hands behind his back in case he tilts. Brian like weirdly does not remember having a bed and it doesn't <laughs> like come to him. And then he pulls out his phone and starts Googling extended concussion symptoms. Brian, are you okay? Probably another D20. Permanent memory loss. Oh, no. My phone died. No. <laughs> My phone died. No. And then there was one. Dude, Cecil's the only one with a phone now. Brian turns and looks at Victoria and goes, ah. I'll never know. Can I use yours? 
mine's dead too. I don't remember that. I think this might be a problem. Cecil. <laughs> um, Cecil's in the back. Do- he's recording a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me Do a not bring your phone. <laughs> uh, that's a nineteen. <laughs> Okay, okay, yeah, you get a TikTok off. <laughs> you get it posted. Uh, oh and roll me, a, roll me a D100. 11. 11. Yeah, you get 11 views. <laughs> New record, baby, and- let's go. <laughs> and you get one comment that says, is this a dude with back knee? <gasps> anyway, I, sh- I, I, I turn off my phone and I'm like, all right, screw this. I'm getting back to work. I think Brian has a concussion. I'm going to... Try and diagnose for for a concussion. Okay. Brian is very cynical about this, but is going to let him do it. Roll me a medicine check. Nice. 26. <laughs> oh my gosh. Proficient in medicine, baby. <laughs> yeah. You look at Brian and you're like, damn, like that's like dilated pupils. He can't really focus. He's like, he might actually have a concussion. And then something in the back of your head says like, he'll probably be okay if he just goes to sleep. That you're not supposed to sleep on a concussion. I know you're not supposed to. So instead, I'm going to... Plus, because what I'm going to be doing over the next couple of days anyway is I would like to tinker around with some potions. And first things first, I'd like to try and create some sort of restorative cordial for Brian. Yeah, roll me an alchemy check. Brian right. is kind of dozing off. <laughs> no, 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 no. She like okay. pats his face. No, 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 no. Stay away. Touch me. Unnatural 20. Cool. It takes you probably about two hours or so, um, but you... Brian starts walking towards the tent. You whip up a kind of pulse to us. But we gotta keep him awake. Okay, Brian, so I'm gonna... Two hours is way too long to be just standing here waiting for this. Okay, I have this for you. It tastes vaguely like bubblegum, also vaguely like vomit, but just focus on the bubblegum Wait a minute, is this the... Is that your fish? I'm not doing that. No, 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 this isn't the fish. This is going to make you feel so much better. Okay. Well, I have this lightning juice, and I pull the other half of the thing out of my bag. That's just Gatorade. Where did we get that from? I, don't, I got it from um, the, the my my bro, and I just kind of point off. <laughs> you have a bro? <laughs> yeah. I don't think, yeah, hold up, man. yeah. This is really serious. I don't, think, I don't think Brian's ever used the word bro. Yeah. This is, that's this is serious. My Yeah, my bro. Okay, you're going to drink this, and you're going to go take a nap, Brian, okay? I want to take a nap now. Can I drink it But you're going to drink this first. During the like two hours that it took Cecil to make that, Victoria literally did everything in her power to just annoy Brian and keep him awake. Yeah. Like she did <laughs> yeah, like, the, yeah. like the spray bottle of water and like all of that. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, let's do like calisthenics. <laughs> Brian is very aware that like he's got random like wet spots all over his shirt and in his hair. And he's like, I just am. T- I just want to. Change my shirt and go to bed. Then change your shirt. I don't want to take off my shirt when you're right okay, there. Okay, I will turn around and I will close my eyes. Kay. How about that? Ryan changes his shirt underneath the hoodie. Can Victoria peek? <laughs> but he does it in that in the weird junior high changing thing where like he never takes off the hoodie, but the sleeves yes. change underneath it. <laughs> uh, Victoria, roll me a stealth check. Oh boy. Okay, that's a twelve. Brian, what's your passive perception? A uh, 15. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You're changing uh, underneath your hoodie and you you see Victoria like peeking right between her fingers. Victoria. What? what are you, you why done? would you do that? I thought you were done. 
And I, sh- I shove my hoodie down and I pull it like down past my belt line. And I'm like, what do you mean? What? I just told you that I didn't. You, you're the one that volunteered to turn around. Yeah, I know. Why does it take you that long to change clothes? It's also, just a there's a whole ordeal. I had to go through the sleeve and around. Brian, just take your hoodie off. Well, not ne- not especially now that I know you were peeking. Oh my god! You've never had it. Have you? You've never had an issue taking your clothes. That we've gone to bed many times in the same room. I've you I've sleep ne- in your I've, hoodie. Yeah. You sleep in your hoodie. Yes. Okay. Oh Retcon. Brian always sleeps in his hoodie. Is that what Brian? you do in gym class? Like, do you like? That's different. They're they're just guys. So. We've I'm in charge of I'm in charge of my body. Victoria, time, I'm in charge of my body, and room. I say yes, no. Yes, of course you are. Okay. Potion's ready. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I take it out of Brian's hands and I drink it really fast out of Cecil's hands. Victoria is just taking a notebook out of her bag and fanning his hoodie in the wet spots where she sprayed him with water. <laughs> He's got his back towards her. He doesn't want to look at Victoria right now. Whatever. Fine. In addition to whatever bullshit that was, um, <laughs> sometime in the first day, I'd like to try and get some more of that potion of scrying started. So yeah, you you make this kind of potion uh, for Brian the first night, and Brian gets a long rest, uh, and he is completely fine. No concussion or anything. He's completely healed by the magic of eight hours of sleep. <laughs> and some pickle juice. Exactly. It, my potion was just pickle juice. The next day, as Victoria's kind of tinkering with her with her shotgun, you check the fish potion that you started brewing, and you get the sense from what you've gathered that this should be ready by tomorrow for another portion. Victoria would like to ask James on like this like first or second day or whatever. Um, hey, you're you're really, really good at hitting your target. And, like, I know, like, a bow is different than a pistol, but, like, my grandpa only taught me so much. Like, it was literally, like, any time I would visit, like, he would just put, a, like, a gun in my hand and, like, teach me, like, the proper use. But, like, I still wasn't really great at hitting a target. Would you maybe want to um, do target practice with me? <laughs> so, funnily enough, I was going to ask Riley if over the next couple of hey. days, because I don't know about what kind of war effort we'll have. I don't know mm-hmm. if the other people can fight. But I was going to see if there was any sort of range and maybe if some of the people around that I would teach them archery. Yeah, let's go ask Ren. So you go to her tent and she looks up from some of the plans that she's making. Hey, how how goes? How how goes the the, the war planning? Um, It's not exactly a war, but the the planning's going well. Yes. Great. Yeah. Um, And how, how are you? Fantastic. You, you, your hair is looks great today. By the way, oh, thank just, you. Just, just really nice what you did with it. Um, so James and I were wondering if you have uh like a like a target practice target range area that might be okay. My my gun's kind of loud. His his bow is obviously like really quiet, and so like we didn't want to like 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 disturb you or anything, you know, with like the planning and oh. whatnot. No, no, yes, of course, I appreciate that. Victoria just sweats and look at looks at James. <laughs> Ren goes, well, yes, I. Talked with Todd a little bit about that. He has uh, some implements with uh, some of the hideaways, and I think I believe they set up a, a target range. And she kind of gives you directions to it. Uh, and she says, "I might actually stop by myself, and I'm I think I'm oh. might be a little rusty with my hand crossbow, so I might see you there." Great. <laughs> James slowly <laughs> pulls Victoria. Well, I, I, well, we'll see. Thanks for the info. We'll see. We'll see. Bye. Yeah, looking forward to it. Same. She gives the two of you a smile as you walk out, uh, and you 
make your way through following her directions. And as you walk, uh, Victoria, roll me a perception check. Oh boy. 14. Okay. As you're walking, you guys are kind of making your way through some of the tents and such. And you see a familiar looking tent to you. What? As you're sort of walking through the hideaways area, you see a rundown, slightly ramshackle looking tent that looks incredibly familiar to the fortune teller that you saw in <gasps> Bummerfield. Um, shit. Uh, James, how much how much stock do you put into like uh uh like fortunes <laughs> and like, like cards fate? and palms? Sure, I guess you know like horoscopes and stuff like that. I don't know. I think we defy augury. And that there's a special providence in the fall of a sparrow. Wow. Um, that goes over her head a little bit. <laughs> um, I need, uh, I need to check in with this tent. Okay. Uh, I'm a little scared too, though. W- would you, would you come with me? Uh, do they allow other people to sit in? I'll, on... I'll ask. I'll ask. And she'll, she'll walk over to the tent and kind okay. of, there's no door, but she'll do the... Knock, knock. <laughs> As you make your way over, you run into Ratness, who is making her way out of the tent. Oh. And she bumps into your knees. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, what the f- Sorry. Oh, hi. Hey, oh, it's 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 you. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Rat- how's, how's it going? I, I kind of, like, motion her aside. What? 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 Um, who, what? Who, who, who is in that tent? Oh, it's a, it, it's a fortune teller. Do, do they often come here? Like, do they frequent this place? Uh... I think they've come to Boomerfield a few times. I've I've visited them oh. um, upstairs on reconnaissance missions and such. But trustworthy? Uh, so, um, as far as I can tell, yeah. Okay. I will give you a heads up. What? There's something different about her. She can she can see your past as well as your future. She walks immediately into the tent. Okay. Ratness watches you go, uh, and you walk inside to that same sort of dim, candlelit space as you see this older, wrinkly woman kind of hunched over with a hood hanging over her face uh, as she sits on a stool with a table in front of her. Is there a chair on the other side? No, there's no chair. Oh, you didn't get the chair I left you then. (laughs) No, no. I left before I could retrieve it. Yeah, I uh, I went looking for you again. I figured you would. Of course. Uh, is it okay if, if a friend of mine comes in with me? Only one telling at a time. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let them know. And I just poke my head out and go, yeah, no guests. Okay, and then James walks it, to the archery range. Yeah, 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 I'll, I'll see you there, I'll see you there. Okay, so she'll go back in. So, you've returned. I have. Uh, while some of your um, talents were, like, like big picture, I was wondering if maybe you had some time to focus on the trees versus the forest. <laughs> I can only tell what the fortune tells me. Okay. Uh, I cannot guarantee any specific information. Uh, cool. I'll take that package then <laughs> 15 gold oh gosh amazon damn. prime that shit <laughs> <laughs> i've got a rewards program 
<laughs> yeah, did you have a, do you have like a stamp card? You know, like certain amount of no visits? stamp cards. Okay. No, I have no okay. hole punchers here. Oh shucks. Okay. She she like sweeps it into the sleeve of her cloak. You 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 said something to me as I left the tent last time. I I would like a follow up on that comment. Mm, yes, the one that you are looking for. She leans back and kind of waves her hands through the air. You feel sort of like this wave of almost unease sort of pulse through and this feeling of a multitude of eyes looking at you from a multitude of directions. This feeling of being watched and looked at. And she settles and looks at you again. You look for many things. Some you'll find... Some you might not. Some you'll find in ways that you did not expect. And you carry a great burden. Anything in particular about that one thing I'm looking for? Mm. Five more gold. Five more gold. She smacks it down. She's like... (laughs) She takes it, sweeps it back into her sleeve, and you get that feeling of being looked at again but like more than skin deep and roll me a wisdom saving throw oh boy that's an 11 (laughs) okay this feeling pierces you and you kind of double over a little bit at the sensation and you feel this digging through not just your body but like through your mind Like someone is going through a filing system. Dig faster, please. And you feel this reach way back into your head and this little light. (sighs) The feeling kind of slurps out of you (sighs) as she relaxes once more. I've seen what I need to see. The one that you seek is here. The path that you take will lead you to him. Really? But it might not end the way that you wish. How it does end is up to you. How do I find him? Ten more gold. Oh, God. Uh, He's here. Somewhere. Would ten more gold tell you where? Perhaps. She puts down ten more gold. She... Sweeps the gold into her hood once more. <laughs> Plot twist, it's Jim, the 30-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> you feel this sensation once more, but it almost feels like it's coming up against some sort of wall inside of your head. And it reaches back. It is too deep to be seen, but your path will take you to him. I don't think I ever got your name. I have no name to give. Only service. Thank you. Hopefully see you around. (laughs) I'll I'll recommend you (laughs) to friends. I'm sure our paths will cross once more. How well can I see her face? Uh, roll me a perception check. Twelve. Uh, it's pretty hard to see. It's like covered and there's candles and stuff like that. And so it's, it's pretty dim. Okay. Have a nice day. You as well. Before she walks out, she just like wipes her face. 
fixes her mascara a little bit. <sighs> Things will be okay, child. I hope you're right. You can sometimes trust the most unlikely people. I've learned that. But you can also sometimes place trust in the wrong people. I've learned that too. Best of luck. You walk back out uh, and you see Ratness is still kind of standing there. Were you, were you listening the entire time? No, not the entire time. Oh no, I mean, I, I mean, you, were, you guys are, you guys are pretty quiet in there. I heard like a little bit of the first exchange. I mean, I heard that she got like thirty gold out of you, but that was really it. How much money did you give her? Me? Yeah, I had ten gold. What did you ask? Why do you want to know? Well, you clearly listened in on mine, so give me some information, bitch. I listened in a tiny bit. I didn't hear everything that she said. Okay, well, give me a snippet of yours. Swap. Look. I didn't really believe in her at first. Same. The first time that I came across her, it was kind of on a whim. Just sort of went in. It's like, this could be fun, whatever. Yep. And then she saw things in me where I'd come from. And it cut me to the quick. Sure. And it made me believe in her a bit more. Yeah. Pretty similar story. It's a shame... Others can't see it, too, you know? Tell me about it. Well? I mean, everyone looks at me and just sees a two-and-a-half-foot-tall rat girl, you know? No. I see strength. I see hurt and a lot of walls. But I also see strength. Hmm. I'll do whatever it takes to get the job done. Don't judge a book by its cover. That's something I strive for. You're more than your cover. I like to think so. Sorry we got off on the wrong foot. Hi, I'm Victoria Hightower. It's actually really nice to meet you. Oh, hey. Uh, she reaches up. Yeah, Ratness, uh, Ratness Seven Spleen. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you, too. Well, I have to go to target practice because I'm actually shit at it. Um, yeah, you suck ass. Yeah, I do. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Ratness. Well, you know, I tell it mm, like it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll catch you around. I, I gotta go catch up. All right. Yeah, you walk off and uh, she... After a little bit, turns and makes her way back through the tents. Uh, and yeah, you and James do some target practice. Brian and Cecil, is there anything else? Is there anything you guys want to do right now? Um, I'd love to, with my sort of deconstructed backwater love potion. Oh boy. I'd love to be able to see if I can mix and match some herbs and substances to create a potion of charming. Okay, I'll say roll me an alchemical check. I'll say with advantage, because you have the sort of ingredients from the backwater love potion. Okay. So I'll say you can gather what needs to be done, but I'll say it's probably a DC 17. Okay. Oh, great for the first one. It's only 14. Hey, it's a 19. Heck yeah. Yeah, it takes probably, it takes a good six hours of your day, mm-hmm. trial and error and such. Yeah. But uh, you you end up getting a, a potion of charming mate. And I'll probably say that's that'll be the last of your herbal supplies that you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of stuff um brian is um like sitting on his cot bed thing in the tent and um pulls out his uh the book that he found in the library and just kind of is just kind (laughs) of like moving it around in his hands and is like looking at the different sides of it and is like okay and he just takes a deep breath and clears his mind and he opens it uh yeah you open it to a a fresh blank page and you skim through it, and um, they all seem to be blank. Even the ones that you had seen writing on before, like during the fights and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, when it kind of communicated to you, you see that those are also blank. Okay. I I close the book again, 
And I think about home and I think about what the school felt like to me, like right before we got transported and I open it again. Okay. Uh, as you do that, roll me a perception check. 20. Okay. As you kind of open and close it, you see that there's like a little tuft of feather tucked into the spine of the book. I just kind of flip the edge of the feather in between my fingers and I kind of tilt the book on its end so I can see where it's sticking in. Yeah. As you twiddle it uh, and you tilt it, a uh, quill falls out of the side of the spine. I, I pick up the quill. I open it to a blank page and I just, I test to see if the quill like needs ink or if it'll write on its own. You kind of scribble in the page of this book and you see this silvery script kind of scribble out from it. Um, I write, hi, my name is Brian. Yeah, you see it sort of fade in and on the other side, on the other page it says, hey, Brian. And I, I write, do you know anything about the Chamber of Secrets? <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off. If you weren't, I was gonna. Uh, yeah, it fades in, uh, and it fades in on the other side, and it says, Oh, I can tell you about the Chamber of Secrets. I I, I go, okay. And I, I write really fast. It fades in on the other side of the page. It says, I fucking got you. You thought, didn't you? I write, did you just curse at me? Yeah, it fades in, it fades on the other side. Yeah. Rude. Period. (laughs) That's your opinion. I have lots of those. Period. (laughs) Oh, I've heard. You can hear me? Question mark? Yeah. This is becoming a very one-sided conversation. Period. Well, what do you want from me? Brian sits, he thinks about it for a second. He's staring up at the corners of the tent. Can you tell me how to get home? question mark unfortunately no my knowledge is currently limited do you know how i can find someone that would know question mark i do but you won't like them that's so many people (laughs) (laughs) and then brian regains himself and just like sits up straight and is like nope we gotta it's gonna be fine brian just writes i don't care period It fades back in on the other side and it says, you're on the right track. And you feel this sort of heat that's been building in your quill kind of fades in your hand uh, and it's not able to write in the book anymore. Brian is scribbling, trying to get it to write again on the page. And he just closes the book, puts the quill in his backpack and just holds the book closed in his lap and just lays down and is just... Waiting for the next step. Waiting for his friends to come and say that there's some kind of forward momentum because I I just can't, I can't do it by myself anymore. Okay. You guys all go about the actions of this day. Did we get good target practice? (laughs) Did Ren join us? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. As as you guys are working, the um, real thing. You she's guys are kind about. of. <laughs> you guys are kind of taking some shots here and there, and James is giving you a few pointers, and you're kind of talking with a few of the hideaways that like also have some firearms. Nice. Oh, so that's it's common-ish. Like it's common-ish. Okay. Yeah. And Ren stops by at one point. Uh, she goes, "Well, as uh, literally as she walks up, like Victoria's got it, like." targeted and everything she's got her eye lined up and whatnot and then she she walks up how are things going like, ah! whoa hey hey, hey. Ooh, ooh. 
face full of black powder in <laughs> James's face. <laughs> yeah, you hear from like a few feet away behind you. Jim goes, hey, hey, watch where you're pointing that thing. Sorry, Jim. Oh, careful. Firearm safety and all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, cool. Safety. Actually, my, my grandfather is the one who, who taught me how to use a gun, but I'm not super familiar oh. with the pistol. I see I'm a little bit more familiar with the shotgun, and unfortunately, the shotgun is broken, mm. so the pistol is taking some time to get used to. Understandable. Well, I mean, it's not one-to-one, but I do have this hand crossbow, Oh. Uh, so I could possibly try and give you a few pointers. It's not... Yeah, sure. Again, it's obviously not the same kind of kickback that you're dealing with, but it's... But it would be better Similar practice. small firearm. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. She kind of holds up her hand crossbow. Here, look over my shoulder as I uh, am with this. Okay, okay. James comes up behind Victoria and just whispers in her ear, I'll leave you both to it. Besides, no, I need no. to wash my face. No, don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. You're my wingman. Oh, oh. I'll see you later, James. Yeah, you kind of like place your head on her right shoulder. Yeah. She's sort of looking down. Now, what you want to do is make sure you keep your hand steady. When you're firing, you don't want to jerk and jump at the trigger. You want to squeeze it very carefully. And it hits like dead in the in the center of the target that's like 30 or 40 feet away. Holy shit, that's, you're really good at that. Damn, who taught you? Or are you like self-taught? Uh, sort of born out of necessity. Huh. Raised by the streets, as it were. Yeah, how exactly did you... Um... It's not something I usually like to... Uh, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. Yeah, yeah. No let's, let's let's just focus on the, 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 the training. The yeah. training. Let's focus on that. Sure. You kind of set up and she leans in and she kind of whispers. Now remember, it's holding steady. Okay. Squeeze the trigger gently. Don't jump at the target. Hold it steady and just squeeze. Okay. I'll fire. Uh, roll me, uh, roll me an attack roll with advantage. Oh god, I don't know. <laughs> it's still gonna be shit. I kid you not, I just rolled two threes. <laughs> um, but even oh with a god. plus six, that's shit. <laughs> you're aiming and you're regulating your breathing, and then the second you feel Ren whispering in your ear, yep. the shiver just like runs down your <laughs> spine and you jump and squeeze the trigger, and it pff, oh, oh, well, uh, mm. Mm. Let's just take a step back. Let's try again. Uh, maybe... Try it again. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, it's kind of nerve-wracking. Um, yeah, I'll try this oh. again. Yeah, you position yourself, and she doesn't get as close, but she sort of, like, corrects your posture a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just squeeze. And roll another one with with advantage. That's a 15. It's not, like, a perfect bullseye, but you get you get pretty close. Oh, there you go. That's that's a much better shot. Yeah, a little bit better. Uh, definitely, definitely better than not hitting the target. Yes. Well, try and work on stabilization. Sure. And just calmly squeezing the trigger. Thank you. Uh, for the for the pointers. Of course. Yes. Uh, let me know if you need help with anything else. Victoria blanks for a second. <laughs> uh, Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. That I will. I will. I'll take you up on that. I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, and you spend you spend probably a, about another 30 minutes working yeah. at like different distances and stuff like that. And if there's anything in particular you guys would like to do over the other two days. I would like to just ask Ren very briefly. Hey, this is 
you you probably don't have it, and that's totally fine. Um, I've got a one of my college ruled composition notebooks that I've been doing a lot of my alchemical formulas in, and I've got it open to one page that has um, kind of the chemical breakdowns of obsidian. Um, I'm kind of looking for something that can. I'm looking for obsidian. I don't know if it's you probably don't have obsidian. That's a really weird thing to ask. Do you guys have any obsidian over here? Just lying about, unused. <laughs> yeah, you kind of pull her aside as the evening is coming on. Uh, no, I don't believe we have any obsidian here. It's a pretty rare material. Okay. Well, I'll just try and keep an eye out for it. Thank you. What do you need obsidian for? I've got a couple spells that I've been conceptualizing, and um, hmm. I think obsidian would be a good catalyst for one in particular so well i'll certainly keep an eye out and let you know if there's anything thank you that i that i find yeah i just like even just like small pieces even would be great yes sounds good cool cool do you need anything else so i mean you want to dap me up <laughs> she she kind of does that weird awkward thing of like sort of backing away but like not really sure if the conversation's over yet how are you how have you been me yeah oh um i'm i'm all right i'm a little bit stressed with everything that's going on but you know it could be much worse it could be much we are worse. in a we are in a much better place than we were a few days ago yeah that's that's all thanks to you and your friends well so well, thanks i mean you do a pretty good job over here by yourself you know keeping things running so i do my best uh, how 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 are you i'm all right a little bit nervous um I know people, I would like the word war has been thrown around a couple of times and it doesn't really feel like a war. I, mean, I think, I think you and your friends are the only people that have thrown <laughs> around the word war. I don't think any of us, no. you all barged in and said, oh, how are the war plans going? We, wow. we were all kind of, we're going for more of a covert operation that we See, can that's, take things down quickly yeah. so that there won't be a that, war. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, you know. That's the goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ratness dead legs you from behind out of nowhere and just and just runs off. I will stuff you in B ball. Let's go. And I chase after Ratness. <laughs> yeah, you get you chase after Ratness and you guys ball up. Brian was uh he was he walked out of his tent. He was, he was frustrated by his book. He's holding his book wherever and he can't hear it, but he kind of sees the exchange between Cecil and and Ren. Brian puts his book in his backpack and he's just he's kind of yeah, he kind of kicks rocks and he's like, "No, I'm going to go." And he, he walks up and he just goes, "Um, hey." Oh. Uh, hey Brian. All right, have a nice day. And Brian walks back <laughs> to the table. <laughs> Ren stands bewildered in the midst of the tents, and then just kind of shakes her head and goes back to her own tent. And the hideaways have kind of fully moved in now, and they are sort of sharing the space with the runaways. And the days have passed. Finally, the time has come to sort of meet up with Ren and Todd and Ratness to sort of discuss the plan um is there a is there a war room or a covert operation room i guess cecil it's not a war room for the last time it's not there's no war there will be no war if we do our jobs right no no like a war on the why do you think it's a i why no that's such violent language why just uh yeah you're right where uh, we come from uh violent language is uh thrown around as what is known as a hyperbole However, most of society has adopted hyperbole as the state of being. Um, it's really, it's an absurd place to live. 
Agreed. Agreed. Well, going forward, we will not call it a war. A war room, war plans. Just more like a more like a battle. A conflict. If if you if you cannot think of any other verbiage insurmountable odds against children. So we have done our research. What we believe is the tower is guarded by various magical wards, various spells and security traps, but there doesn't appear to be any guards except on the topmost floor, where we believe the mechanism to be. We're hoping to strike tonight. Uh, why? Well, there has been word, and we believe that the boomers are starting to catch wind of our operations, and where we are camped. From who? We don't know for sure, but we have seen various people snooping around upstairs near our camps. It's Jim. Jim. It's Jim. What the fuck, guys? What are you do- Hey, I've been down here the are entire time. Are you in the time. war council? Are you in the covert operation? It's operations, dude. Hey, calm down with that violent language, okay? Jim is like in the <laughs> corner of the- Todd's like, yeah, Jim's my second in command. Brian just looks at Jim and just goes, bro. We're bros, yeah. We don't know for sure that someone is leaking information. It could just be that they have tracked us down. We're hoping to strike tonight, but problem is, tonight, there's also a shipment of materials coming in. Various spell components, magical artifacts, magical items that the boomers will be using. Is it coming to the tower, specifically? No, it's coming to the docks. Why aren't we going? Why aren't we going there? Well, we could create a distraction with the stuff at the docks, and then have the rest of us at the tower. Right. If we can, if we can cause a distraction at the docks, we could possibly get all of the armors to evacuate from the mechanism, mm. and we would be clear to take it down. But okay, I don't think we should split the group. I, I, I definitely think there needs to be a distraction at the docks, but it needs to occur at least five to ten minutes prior to us hitting up the tower, so that we have enough time to draw people out of the tower and go to the docks. Well. I don't mind taking a bunch of rambunctious dudes, and the most rambunctious dudes I know are Todd and his gang, so maybe- Fuck yeah, bro. Todd pipes in. He goes, oh, you know Todd, me and my totally boys can cause a distraction. <laughs> How could you forget about me? I, just, I wasn't very distracted. Is it, is it because I'm short? Is it because I'm a short gnome? Is it? Huh? I mean, I I would say that that would be that would be possible, but frankly, I can't seem to forget about radness, so I don't think that that's the thing. In other words, you're forgettable, Todd. No. <laughs> you watch your fucking mouth. You watch your mouth. Prove it. Come up with a distraction that's unforgettable. Oh, you want a distraction? Yeah. Todd reaches uh, behind the desk that he's standing behind, and he pulls out a board, but attached to the board is a broom on the end. Get a load of this boosted long broom. Oh my god, he's huh? a skater boy. Me and my gang have tons of these. What do they do? They go really fast and they fly through the air. What? We can use these to zip down, catch up to the ship, jump on and cause a distraction before they can make it to the docks. It's gotta be close enough that it's seen, Todd. It's gotta be a big shebang. Yeah, well, obviously... Um, roll me an insight check. Oh, my insight is not good. Why do you make me do this? Everyone can roll an insight yeah. check. Okay. 14. 15. Eleven. Yeah, we'll say you guys can all tell that uh, Todd has no idea how close the ship should be <laughs> to okay, the docks. Okay, okay, then we go. Okay, listen. Here's how close it needs to be, okay? 
we need to like focus up. Yeah, tea party this shit. Okay, right? It needs to be just off the docks. It needs to be right before they land and before they connect to the docks. Focus on Victoria right now. Stop looking at the ceiling. Eyes on me. Eyes on me. I'm focused. I'm focused. I'm looking. Yes. I'm looking. I'm looking. Okay. It needs to be as close as it can be without being fully connected to the docks. That way, they're okay, as close to the ship. Yes. Because then yes. the, sh- the crew on the ship, half of them are going to try to dock. Take down the ship as quickly as possible. No, no, Todd. Todd. Stop. What? How do you feel about going on a signal? I could give you a signal. I mean, I could try and look for a signal, but it, I mean, the second I see that ship, I'm going to want to get down no, there. Todd, no. I need some restraint from you. Okay. <laughs> Listen up, Todd. I don't know the meaning of the word. Right? Of course. Well, fucking learn Could it. I potentially make an insight check to see if I enhance this guy's intelligence who would be any more responsive? <laughs> yeah, sure. Roll me an insight check. Can I make an insight check to see if I can medically diagnose him with ADD? <laughs> yes. That's... Okay, that's awesome, actually. That is a 25 inside. All right, I I rolled a 23. Can I, can I <laughs> diagnose him with ADHD? Brian, this dude has really bad ADD, and Cecil, you know that no amount of magic can cure it. Oh, no. Could I? Let's let's table this for just a second. I have a question for the collective. Table what? Just, just give me a second. The table, right there. Hear me out. Put your hands on the table, Todd. Todd, you're looking at the ceiling again, I swear. <laughs> you, see, you, see, you see Todd's hands reach up to, to grab the table. Cool. And now count <laughs> your fingers and just take a really long time counting your fingers. Okay, listen. One, two, five. Todd, fuck. that's silent. One, <laughs> just, just silent. Three, Silently, five. Todd. Silently. Five, seven. Shh, fuck. Quieter. Ren, I'm sorry, but I, I don't agree with splitting the group. We, we've done this before and it's, it's too nerve-wracking. Was the plan for you and Ratness to join us at the tower or to be part of the distraction? With how sneaky we are, we were planning to go into the tower while the hideaways. Uh, yeah, took I'm going to go ship. in. The, yeah, I'll go in the tower too, Ren. Okay. okay. I mean, I thought we were all going to go in the tower. No, no, nope, Ren wanted to the, split like, up. The main Ren wanted tower. to split up, and, and you and Cecil were going to go to the distraction because no. you guys would bonded with Todd, and then Ren and James and Ratness and I are going to go to the tower. Cecil and I are the only ones who can disguise ourselves as someone else. You guys aren't going to be able to get in the tower. Hey, Ren, hey, Ren, what do you think? I can't make this decision for you, but... I think it would be best if somebody smart went with Todd. Well, Brian's really smart, so I I think Brian should go. I can see in the dark. I can too. You're dumb, though. Exactly, and you're smart, and someone smart needs to go with Todd. I'm not wasting my intellect on that idiot. Neither am I. Hey, hey, Jim. Ten, uh, nine, Brian five. points at Jim and goes, where are you going? <laughs> Me? Oh, I'm going to the ship, baby. Kicks his long broom up into his hand. Brian looks at Victoria and goes, See, my bro will go with you. You will be great. And you're not going to go with me, bro? No, bro. Two bros in one place is too much. We must spread... (laughs) You must spread the (laughs) brownness. We must spread the brelth. The brelth? (laughs) I'm new to this, all right? I'm not good with the bro code. I'm working on it. James and Brian both have magical abilities, but I feel like Cecil and I probably have just a a tad more. It might be best to split the magic users, potentially? I can can heal and I can dispel things. If there's any magic in the tower, I could probably dispel that. Cecil is going to be needed at the tower. Brian's overwhelmed. Brian just just stares at James. 
Um, James, you haven't said anything so far. That you'll get used to it. <laughs> well, I'm. It's, I just wanted to get your opinion. Um, I agree with Ren about splitting the magic magic users simply because it's just the versatility of both places. You don't know what you're going to need. Since you're really doing a distraction at the boat, I don't know how much of a strong fighter the boat is going to need as opposed to the tower, which we almost positively know is going to have opposition. Yeah. You guys go to the tower. I'll go to the docks. Yeah, I think, Victoria, I'll, I'll go with you to the docks. No. Yeah, because I'm tower. not stealthy. I'm going to set off a trap. It's, it's going to be a really not. bad idea. All right. On one condition, I am not talking to Todd. Eight, I'll kill him. I'll nine, kill him with my nine, eyes. I understand. I, I, yes! <laughs> Ten fingers! Ten fingers! Yes! All right, count your toes now, Todd. Fuck! <laughs> he starts taking off his shoes. <laughs> Eleven, fourteen, fuck! We got another ten minutes. <laughs> so, we're saying Cecil and James, going with Ratness and I, to the tower. I don't trust this. And Victoria and Brian, going with the hideaways. To take down the ships. I don't trust splitting us, you guys. I don't like this. I think it'll be okay. I don't either, but there we had someone had to make a choice. We will have orange stones, so we can remain in some communication. Oh, yeah. Uh, James, you've still got it. Right? Oh yeah, James uh, tosses the orange stone to Victoria. Brian, she hands it to Brian. No, I'll follow your lead. Okay. Well, I think it's just that we take care of what needs to be taken care of. And come back ready to take this on. Okay, but as soon as we create the distraction, we let the hideaways go forth with their attack, and then Brian and I book it to the tower. I yeah, I can I can summon a um a phantom steed that we can What? Ride to the tower. Is that on your staff? You you can summon a phantom horse? Yeah, with a saddle and a bit and a, a bridle that we could ride back to the tower really fast. Victoria just, like, bites her finger. <laughs> 18, 19, 20! Yes! You have 20 toes, Todd. Good job. No, I have 10 fingers and 10 toes. Altogether, 20. I would be terrified if you had 20 toes. So, we've got our plan. Yes, we do. You ready to fuck shit up, Todd? Oh, you know I am. But, before that, we need to commemorate this event. And he pulls out a tattoo kit and he has a needle in like sets of ink. We need to make this official. This is a moment we will remember for the rest of our lives. Who wants a tattoo? Yeah, I raised the Victorian <laughs> dude's razor hand. <laughs> all right, all right. He makes his way over to James and he goes, well... What do you want? Um, didn't we want to get the, if it's going to commemorate, didn't we want to get the same one because we're part yeah. of the same? James, I have an idea. Oh. I, yeah. Trust me. Yeah, trust me. I like it. I like it. All right, all right. Is there any particular color you want? Blue. <laughs> yeah, blue. Blue it is. He pulls out the needle and... Surprisingly, with this really intricate hand, tattoos you with the word trust me. Pretty small, but in this blue ink on your right shoulder. Uh, and as he does, this blue ink kind of shimmers a little bit. And you now permanently have resistance to cold damage. <gasps> That's so cool. <laughs> oh my God. Who's next? Me. 
So she grabs a seat and she's gonna uh, kind of uncomfy, but she like pulls up her shirt so she can get it on her ribs. All right. Certain color or just random? I, I think I'll go with blue. Blue's my color. All right. Blue it is. He uh, inscribes this on you and you now permanently have resistance to cold damage. Hey, that's so cool. I mean, my body is a temple for the Lord, but yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. Where are you gonna get it? <laughs> He's like right on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I can I get a different a different tattoo or is it? That... You can. I mean, there's there's no way I'm getting the words "trust me" tattooed on my body. Why not? It's up to you. I don't even. I nope. We trust you, Brian. What's wrong with that saying? Um, we're not asking you to trust us. It's just, I don't know. I felt like it was a pretty meaningful thing. Um, no pressure though. Do whatever you want. Cecil, are you going to get something different? Or are you going to do the same thing? Um, I think I'm going to get something different. Uh, mm-hmm. I reach into my khaki bag of tricks and I pull out a little, little blob and throw it out. And uh, Miko appears. Aww, I you're going to get And I point to Miko and I want, what the fuck? Want, Where'd that rat come from? It's a raccoon. Yeah, that's kind of offensive. And she looks at Ratness. <laughs> <laughs> we look nothing alike. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Sorry, sorry. I want that on me. Okay. You want any particular color? Um, Yeah, I want to do gold. Can I get it right here? Absolutely. He climbs up on a little stool and like tattoos a, a, a uh, big old, big old upper arm piece. Tattoos a raccoon face <laughs> oh on, on, you, on your left shoulder. And as he uh, inscribes this uh, golden ink on you, it shimmers on your shoulder and you permanently have resistance to radiant damage. Wow. Okay, I know what I want. Yeah? You're going to get one, Brian? I Yeah. Um. Brian just pulls up his hoodie sleeve and shows his left wrist. He goes, "Can I? Can I just get um a, a little butterfly to go with my net?" Of course you can. What color do you want? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do yellow. That's my sister's favorite color. Yellow is. And he inscribes this tiny little butterfly on your wrist, and it kind of crackles a little bit, and it glows and then fades and you permanently have resistance to lightning damage nice while we're getting tattoos i'm gonna spend 10 minutes and um i'm gonna get on google and i'm gonna look up top 10 inspiring speeches in film um and i'm just gonna prattle off and go through a couple of them okay roll me a d20 natural 20 for whatever reason (laughs) okay sure okay sure (laughs) for a google search (laughs) James is sitting down at the edge of the bunk bed in the tent, and he's just sort of fiddling with his bow, you know, as people do when they fidget with stuff as they're, like, looking down and just thinking about mentally preparing themselves for the mental preparation. Um, Victoria's gonna ask, I guess, the the runaways, like Ren and Ratness, and ask if they have any all-black clothing. Ren kind of gives a smile... She says, I think we can make something work. I was going to say, it's very much your color. Well, I do my best. (laughs) Yeah, she leads you to her tent uh, and gets you some really slick all black clothes. Uh, You have like a like a fitted black top and like long 
uh, leather pants and thigh high boots. Oh my as gosh! Well. <laughs> and Andy's um, freaking she, out. <laughs> and she she even gives you like a little black ribbon oh. from her her desk, and she ties it in your hair for you. Wow, you have really good taste. Oh well, it looks good on you. This is literally the coolest getup I've ever worn. Um, well, you you are definitely pulling it off. I'm gonna pull something <laughs> off in a second. <laughs> Victoria does the like blanks for a second. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, I didn't. No, I, that, no, uh, it, no, thank you. Um, just my 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 mouth moves faster than my brain sometimes. I, it's just mine doesn't. Move I bet it all. does. Oh my god. Sorry, guys. Um, that was a, sorry, I finished off my last, uh, uh, smiring speech. Um, you all gain in temporary hit points, by the way. Uh, thanks for walking in, Cecil. Appreciate it. What? Oh. Yeah, you see, like, Ren and Victoria are very close face-to-face, and you poke your head in, and Ren immediately, like, looks down and pulls away and starts to kind of, like, fiddle with something, uh, on her desk. Sorry. I'll be out here, guys. Great, thanks, Cecil. Thanks a lot. Great wingman. Give them both finger guns as I leave. Well, again, not a huge fan of the splitting up, but keep my friends safe. We'll all get through this, and we'll all see each other again. And Victoria just goes for a high five. Uh, go team! <laughs> go go team! High five! And then like <laughs> turns around and walks <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, you walk off, uh, and you you hear her uh, turn on her little magical stone, and there's some music playing as you walk out. Uh, I pause. Uh, no, I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They could see Danielle's face at the listeners. Laughed. You stop, like, right at the edge of the tent as you hear the music, and you, like, almost look over your shoulder, and then you just kind of shake your head and keep going, and you guys reconvene after about an hour. Todd is there with a crowd of hideaways, probably about 30 of them there, and they all have boosted long brooms of various sizes and customizations. Wait, do we get one? And Jim hands two boosted long brooms, one to Brian and one to Victoria. <laughs> I am going to fall on my ass. Just a warning. These things take a little bit of getting used to. They got some kick to them. Great. We start practicing now. Brian just gets on it and starts in a forward yep. motion. I mean, we got we to gotta go now. Shit. Brian falls off. <laughs> well, this is quite a crowd we have gathered. Does anyone have anything they want to say before we... Embark on this operation. Have fun, obviously. Don't die. <laughs> Make your choices. All right, well, let's do this. And with that, class is dismissed. Holland Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, Jackson Pounds as James Malden, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of D Holland Dragons. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see a five-star review from you 
but we would love it even more if you would share it with a friend. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is done, as always, by the immaculate, ever-talented Carlina Alvarez. Link to her stuff is in the description as well. Check it out. You will not regret it. Until next time, I know that we're starting to get into the holiday season and things are starting to get really hectic as the end of the year is approaching, but be sure to make some time to spend it with some family and friends. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session. Three, two, one. Ow. I forgot about that. Okay. <clears throat> Riley, you're not supposed to actually, like, physically hurt yourself when you clap. Well, it's my burn. It's still... Holy oh, shit! Boy, I what forgot about fuck? that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot Danielle and Jackson didn't know about this. <laughs> Put it away! Put it away! So I, what, no! this? Riley, what the fuck I've, did you do? I burned my hand on a pan while I was cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Did you go so. to the doctor? No, it's really not that. I bad. know we told really him the same thing. Bad like, have you done anything for it? Have you like you yeah. need to show it to I've someone? Pat- I've been patching it up. It's healing fine. It I've been should patching be it up. Finally. I just need to clap my Riley. hands while it's completely exposed. I know. Well, it's not. It wasn't exposed during the day. I had it wrapped, but I had to unwrap it when I was making when I was recording my self tapes. I'm when I'm going to shower after this. But <laughs> I had it wrapped during. I wrapped it the entire day. I went to Walgreens and I got like a burn treatment kit and I have like gauze it's and like a tape third around degree it. Burn though, dude. No, it's not a third degree burn. It's not you that bad. You wouldn't have felt it if it was third degree. That's true. Right. He's already clapping it's, on it. It just looks so it's bad. It's fine. Well, that was an accident. I didn't mean to. I don't believe you. <laughs>